another big week in the NFL for the Buffalo Bills. This is the Bills Wire podcast, powered by USA Today Sports. Now, here's your host, Ryan O'Leary, and Bills Wire editor, Nick Woten. Week one has arrived. Jets at Bills Sunday, 1 p.m. Nick, how's it going, man? How was your weekend? Oh, great. Nice long weekend to get us ready for the football season. Hopefully nice long football season for the Bills. Exactly. Yeah, it was well-timed. I don't know what's coming, honestly. Like, I don't know what football is going to look like when we're, go- when we're playing in stadiums with no fans. I-, I like hearing the players. I think that's kind of the coolest part. I- that's why I like the Hard Knocks show on HBO is because I like to hear what the players are saying. So, yeah, hopefully we get some of that. Hopefully it's like less fake crowd noise, more chatter on the field. I think that would be really interesting. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. I play enough sports video games to get fake crowd noise in my life, you know, so I I could go go without it. So Jets-Bills, this one, the Bills are favored by six and a half. One thing that's interesting, Nick, is the over-under for this game is 39 and a half, which is the lowest of all the games in week one. And if you look at last year... I think the Bills won 17-16 and the Jets won 13-6. Like, they split their games. These teams never score any points when they play each other. So that's just like, it must just be an AFC East rivalry thing, right? Yeah, it was a little bit. The Bills came, I guess, sloppy out of the gate because they played, I believe, their first week and their last week of of the season. So week one and week 17. And uh, the Bills kind of, you know, a a lot of folks are, oh, the Bills are going to whip the floor with the Jets. And I think the Bills will win this one. They are favored. I'll say that off the top. But let's not forget when it was actually starters versus starters week one. The Bills needed a little bit of a late heroic uh, situation to come back and uh, win that one with the John Brown touchdown catch from uh, Josh Allen. But uh, yeah, week 17, it ended up being like the Bills backups and they were like hanging in in, in that one too. And if you see on social media, the Bills fans will go back and forth and say, oh, you only beat our backups barely. Uh, it was Matt Barkley in there. And it was a little bit of an ugly game for him, but it was week 17. The Bills were, you know, focusing on the Texans and then we had our hearts broken then. So yeah, yeah. So, so we'll dive a little bit more into that game uh, coming up here. Uh, you you know, one, one big uh, happening with the Bills since we've talked last, Nick, was uh, Trey White getting a contract extension. The Bills investing in their top corner, right? I mean, what do you think about that signing? What does it mean for him? What does it mean for the Bills? Oh, uh, if no one's seen his, we'll have it on Bills Wire, actually. Probably right when I hang up with you, Ryan, I'm going to put it up. Uh, we have like a reaction video to Trey White. You know, very emotional guy, just saying, you know, he's from uh, Shreveport, Louisiana, not exactly known as the most affluent place in America. Just saying how he wants to be uh, an example for kids that you can make it out you know really emotional saying his family set for life now and and when you give a guy that kind of extension a four-year extension making him the highest paid player at his position i mean that's exactly what you want to see a guy who really cares perfect face of the franchise everyone's going to connect him to sean mcdermott uh really for the tenure of his career in buffalo because he was the first ever draft pick under sean mcdermott they did trade back and the, the pick going the other way was pat mahomes but um you can't really be that upset because then the, the, the extra first round pickles ended up getting in that deal. They got, you know, their pair of Tremaine Edmonds and Josh Allen, the next draft. So just that whole storyline of, of Trey, Trey White and, and getting all these pieces and that one deal. And it was the first thing that the team did under this new regime and uh, so beloved. And, and you really love to see that, uh, that he got that extension. Really happy for him. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, and it's big money, but it doesn't see, it's not like crippling money. Like I've, we've seen plenty of contracts over the year, and especially with some of these quarterbacks, <laughs> Jared Goff. So, you know, some of these quarterbacks across the league where teams are just screwing themselves with, with this, with these huge contracts with players that are kind of unproven. And it just doesn't feel like, even though this deal does make white, you know, 
know, the highest paid player or whatever. It doesn't feel like it's going to cripple the Bills and it feels like it's, it's, it makes him happy. It just feels like a win-win. Exactly, exactly. And the thing is with the kind of national perception and Bills fans uh, will, I guess, agree with me here is the national perception perception excuse me sorry Ryan uh of Trey White is oh he just had that good first year last year he just got his first all pro for Bills fans and everyone who keeps their eyes on Western New York and in terms of football they've been saying for two three years now that you know Trey White's overdue he should have been a pro bowler already he should have been an all pro already so he came out of the gate as a rookie and was fantastic um and this isn't sort of just a reactionary thing for the Bills of oh he's a, he had his one year now he's getting paid no I mean he's proven several several seasons that uh, this money is going to go it's it, to your point ryan kind of how you put it is you just almost don't break a sweat is this guy going to earn it is this worth it this is like the most non-threatening uh, uh long-term extension that a buffalo sports team has made in, the, in a long time everyone loves it there's zero negatives to it yeah yeah i just i just feel like it's a win-win and and we'll get more uh, we'll, we'll talk more about why uh trey white and the bills defense is going to terrorize the jets uh, a little bit later because i think that's what's coming in this game but for first of all nick while i have you i mean i I've seen so much reporting on on the uh, USA Today wire sites on the practice squad this year. I don't know if that's something you guys always do, but I've I've really enjoyed. You guys know every single player from like fifty three to eighty on the team. It seems you know you guys just know every position. You break it all down, and and I saw all kinds of stuff on the Bills wire like the team keeping four quarterbacks, right? So they keep Jake Fromm out of Georgia, the fifth round pick, which I find uh, interesting because I, I just, I'm not a big believer in Jake Fromm. I didn't think he was that great in college. And uh, it's interesting that they're keeping four QBs. I want to get your take on that and maybe some other uh, surprises or things that, you know, jump out at you about the Bills 53 man depth chart going into week one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, the surprises are a couple, I think on defense really um, in terms of, of the Quarterbacks, you know, they got um, the the big question mark. There was would they keep from mostly because it's just a mix of the reporting. I think we talked about last week, Ryan, that, uh, you know, there wasn't a lot of reporting out of Bill's camp. It's kind of just what has happened with COVID. These NFL teams have taken advantage of telling reporters that they're not allowed to, to say the depth chart or anything. But the little nuggets that we got is Jake Crumb's not that great. And Davis Webb, the, the fourth string practice squad QB, probably looks better than him. And the combination of COVID, and if you remember the 2018 season, Josh Allen's rookie season, he did get playing time there. But the Bills, they kind of had that little downhill, you know, up and down, up and down. They had a downhill season there. They started four quarterbacks that season, and there was no COVID going on in 2018. So I think the Bills, in their first two seasons, they were keeping under Sean McDermott usually two quarterbacks, and then that practice squad guy, like Davis Webb or whatever, they'll just hang, hang on to him with the practice squad. Well, why not? And um, it, it burned them without a pandemic. And my point was, whenever I was putting through a 53 roster projection, I was like, they can't forget. They, they had to call Derek Anderson off the sidewalk to start a game on Monday Night Football against the Patriots, right? They can't forget that with the pandemic going on, right? They exactly. had to keep four. They, they don't know what the hell's going to go on with, with with COVID. I mean, one new week, you hear this, you hear that. I mean, and imagine not having a quarterback to play. I mean, Micah Hyde was a little nugget for you, Ryan. Micah Hyde, the Bills' safety, was like Mr. Ohio. of, And, you know, Ohio's a pretty big football hotbed. He used to be a quarterback in high school. So he's like the Bills. Everyone jokes around that Micah Hyde, the safety, is the Bills like fifth string quarterback now I guess you could say because in high school he used to play quarterback and won like Mr. Ohio but you really really don't want that to happen right so that's why the Bills are going to keep around as many as they can and I think is a, a smart move you mentioned surprises too uh, the biggest surprise is two guys if you want to pick one on offense one on defense the reporting coming out of camp we had uh, Peck 
DeMarco, the fullback, he doesn't really play a big part in the team, but everyone saw this this Reggie Gilliam, undrafted guy from uh, Toledo, so mid-major guy, makes the team as a tight end fullback. We're kind of interested to see what the heck this guy's going to do because he's a tight end, he's a fullback. He's Maybe they're going to have some interesting things going on with him as a depth piece. We'll see because the Bills do have a deep backfield tight end. I don't know. We're Let's see if Dolphin Knox is going to work out. Uh, and then uh, uh, just some depth linebackers really were surprised. A lot, a lot of us thought that, uh, you know, maybe Andre Smith, the guy they just traded for, they're going to keep. They don't. They cut him. Delshawn Del Phillips makes the team. Terrell Dodson makes the team. Their depth at linebacker is very scary on this roster. If Tremaine Edmonds or Matt Milano go down, uh, the Bills are not sitting pretty. So those are probably just some depth surprises, I guess, in terms of who made the team. All right. Well, here comes our fantasy football segment from the huddle. And, and coming up, we'll, I want to talk about why I'm not starting any Jets players, maybe at all, in this game against the Bills. We'll be right back on the Bills Wire podcast. Fantasy football is about proving that you are better than your friends. Sit him, start him. These are the fantasy picks of the week. It will kill me if this game ends in a tie. I need this win. This game's pretty much done. With Corey Bonini from TheHuddle.com. Corey Bonini with TheHuddle.com here to talk to you about three fantasy options that I can't wait to play in week number one. Jacksonville Jaguars quarterback Gardner Minshew. He doesn't have a running game to speak of, and he's probably going to have to throw the ball a lot to keep Jacksonville even remotely close in this one. Volume alone should keep him in the number one range for quarterbacks, but it might not be pretty in terms of turnovers. Sticking with that same matchup on the other side of things, Marlon Mack. Jacksonville has lost just about everyone of note on defense in the last year or so. This was one of the best fantasy matchups for running backs last year, and one could make an argument that this team has regressed. Mack was good for 16 and 19 fantasy points respectively in PPR last year and he's not even a receiving type back. Jonathan Taylor will take some touches but Mac should be able to get his too. And the Seattle Atlanta matchup has DK Metcalf poised to be one of the top receivers of the week. He scored twice last year against them accounting for two of his seven touchdowns on the season. Seattle should be a little bit better on the back end but rookie cornerback AJ Terrell will make his first pro appearance and Metcalf can probably have his way with him. In week number one don't get too cute. Trust the guys who you drafted highly. Don't try to take too many gambles and take chances where it's smart. Continuity probably will be the biggest factor in success entering the season. For more fantasy football tips and advice, check out thehuddle.com, part of the USA Today Sports Network. Very few times will I ever be satisfied with with how I perform. You know, I feel like there's always things I can do better and always always things I can work on, even within games. um, Throws here or there that I wish I could, you know, have back, but got to be able to roll with those. And uh, like you said, with game plan with the Jets, um, just making sure that we're on top of our, our P's and Q's and we understand what they're going to try to throw at us. And uh, we need to get into that mindset of, okay, if, if they do this, what are our answers? How, how can we do this? And um, without kind of preseason and an early look at them, it's, it's going to be tough and there's going to be a lot of in-game adjustments, but I think they're thinking the same thing. That's Josh Allen, the Bills' young quarterback, obviously. And, you know, I think uh, a lot of adjustments, maybe some sloppy football, Nick, here in week one across the board. It's going to be interesting to watch what it looks like with no preseason, as, as Josh just alluded to there. But for, for me, uh, you know, I think Allen against the Jets' defense, that's, that's an interesting matchup. But I'm, I'm looking more at these Jets' wide receivers against the Bills' secondary. I think that is the matchup to circle when I look at this game on Sunday at 1 p.m. Because the Jets, I think their wide receivers are, are terrible, 
to be honest. Uh, you know, they have some injuries. I think Jamison Crowder might be their number one guy. They, they're going to throw like a rookie Denzel Mims, the second round pick out there. I, I don't know if they're going to try to rely on uh, Le'Veon Bell and an old friend Frank Gore and, and try to just run the ball but and keep the score low like we've always seen with these two teams, especially last year. But I look at the Jets' crappy receivers against a really good Bills secondary, we know, with Jordan Poyer and Trey Davis White. And I just think that's where the Bills could really have a huge edge. Yeah, yeah. I mean, certainly the Bills have one of the best secondaries in the league. And I think the biggest thing to consider, because you're always looking in fantasy football, you know, for those little nuggets that you can get um, that might give you the edge or might you know, I guess we're going to try to steer you in the right direction to stay away from the, the Jets uh, wide receivers here because uh, Denzel Mims, Rashad Perryman, these guys have been in and out of the lineup during this COVID offseason, coming into a new team. They're trying to get big roles, if you will, with the Jets here in their first season, but they've barely been on the field. Injuries left and right. If there is a little bit of a silver lining you're looking for, maybe. Um, if you're in a PPR league, you want to look at Jamison Crowder as like a wide receiver three because I just don't trust their offensive line. I, it's so hard to trust the Jets. He actually did have a ton of catches in two games against the Bills. Again, one of those games was against kind of the backups, uh, if you will, but uh, in week one last year, he had 14 catches against the Bills. 99 yards, so he was really catching the ball and going right down Jameson Crowder. Um, you know, you think 14 catches, you get more than 99 yards, um, but then he had another eight catches later in the year, so he had 25 catches against the Bills last year, but you'd think for 25 catches, you'd have more than 186 yards. You know, you sometimes see, you know, three catches in a game and guys pushing 100 yards. So uh, th- that's maybe uh, I'm trying to be positive for the opponent. I don't want to say the Bills are going to kill him. Even though that's what you want to do, Nick. That's what you that's that's where in your roots. That's what you want to do. But we're not going to let you do it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to be objective here. If you're you know, if you're hanging on to James and Crowder and you're thinking maybe we'll see what he has. This might be the game to see what he has. But oh, no. Good luck. No, no, I'm with you. I think if I think if you're in a PP PR league and you can put him in a flex spot or maybe maybe uh, you know a number two starter maybe because he's got he got a lot of targets last year he gets like you just said he gets a lot of volume he's the only receiver worth throwing to besides Levy and Bell coming out of the backfield right for the Jets so but that's another guy Bell I, I mean I don't know are they gonna try to ride him you think like that's that's an interesting one I don't know if I'd even want to roll with Levy and Bell in this game because it just feels like the Bills have a chance to feast in this game defensively on the Jets you know I just I keep going back to that game against the Patriots it's where uh, Darnold was seeing ghosts, and uh, you know that yeah. you know that's 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 some, that's a meme that will live on forever here in New England, and. I just feel like if the Bills can just scheme up some stuff, they've had this whole pre- we haven't we haven't played preseason games, but the Bills have had this whole preseason to scheme up some stuff for Sam Darnold. I, I just I really love the Bills matchup specifically here about with them just coming after Darnold and throwing some stuff at him. I, I just think uh, look out. Yeah, I, I think looking at Le'Veon Bell, I've taken a flyer on him in a league or two, kind of late. Uh, you know, looking for that third or fourth running back, maybe seeing what we can uh, we what can get out of him with Le'Veon Bell. With New York, it's it's been so much about that offensive line, and that they've yeah. been brutal. They are trying to address that a little bit, but again, you think with a COVID offseason, how much can an offensive line get on the same page? And and you know they use their top pick on the rookie. Uh, they they got a couple guys. I know the the center from the the Broncos, but the, it's just so so unknown with what's going to happen in COVID. And the Bills have a pretty deep defensive line. If we're if we're going to be honest, they haven't been the biggest sack getters. 
Jerry Hughes is like the perfect example for the Bills defensive line where he had, I think, only four, four and a half sacks last year. But PFF loves him because he pressures the quarterback so much. They just have he hasn't brought the guy down, but they, he gets in the backfield. He's good. He gets, hasn't brought him down. So the Bills have a deep rotation on the defensive line. And I, I, I would wait to go Le'Veon Bell personally, trying to be objective. I would wait because he's on my fantasy team, guys. So I'm going to wait. So I would suggest you guys wait. I like it. He's on he's he's on Nick's bench. So don't don't put him in your lineups. He covers this stuff. Coming up, we'll look a little bit closer at this week one betting line between the Jets and Bills. We'll be right back. Bills Wire Podcast. It's that time again for the line of the week. The inside track to the favorites, the underdogs, and the over-unders. I think I want my money back. Now, here are Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren from USA Today's Sportsbook Wire. Hello, I'm Esther McLaren of SportsbookWire.com and Bet Slippin' Podcast, and I'm joined by Jeff Clark, my colleague at SportsbookWire.com and Bet Slippin' Podcast. And here's what you need to know about the Week 1 matchup between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and New Orleans Saints. Tampa Bay is plus 145 on the money line with New Orleans Saints favored at minus 176. Jeff, which side of that do you like? I'm on the Saints. I'm on the favorites, minus three and a half. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm big about their offensive continuity. Their offensive line is going to be the hold up against uh, what should be a pretty good Tampa Bay Buccaneers pass rush. I'm not sold in the Buccaneers secondary right now, and how can you not be sold in the passing attack of the Saints? Hey, Tom Brady, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Rob Gronkowski, Wesco, all-star underdog team, plus 145, locking that in week one, a big upset in NFC South. Check out Sportsbook Wire for more with all odds from BetMGM Sportsbook. Subscribe to Bet Slippin' Podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, Nick, Bills minus six and a half for this week one matchup. I, I mentioned earlier on the over-under is 39 and a half under 40. You don't see that very often. That one screams to me to take the over, which makes me hesitant. I, I don't know why. This 39 and a half. I, I do like the Bills to cover the six and a half. I, don't, I think that line is a little low. But this over-under 39 and a half, what do you think about that? Why do I want to take the over and, and maybe why should I not? Like, what do you, what do you think about that? Man, I, I'm a little nervous more so because of the Jets. You know, I don't know how many they're going to put on the board. Um, it's it, it is an interesting number, though, with how low it is because it's screaming out at you, like you said, right? Yeah. Do you know what the next closest one is? Or yeah, probably probably around like you know forty three, forty four. This is you know by far the That's lowest what I was line. I can, I can look. I can look at my. I can power up the app and look. But yeah, it just you know, and, and you look at last year, two games, and I know there were some backups playing too, which probably factors into that. But two games, they scored a total of fifty two points, which is less yeah. than what the which, which is less than the Chiefs uh, Texans over under on Thursday night. So, I mean, uh, there are always low-scoring games between these teams, but uh, I don't know. I, I feel like I got to take the over here, but maybe it's a small, maybe it's a small bet. Maybe it's a half a unit because there's just something, yeah. there's something not right there, something fishy. And you know what? Honestly, I think before you started saying something there, when you said that the the over under for the Chiefs and Texans is higher than you, you got me on that one to take the under. You scared me away. All right, there it is, Nick. Nick saying under thirty nine and a half. So he's seeing, you know, you know, his prediction is what twenty four to three, something like that. No, yeah, maybe it's like seventeen three or something like that. Seventeen, uh, you know, it's it's not going to be. I'm, I'm not seeing a lot from both of these these offenses, but enough, enough, enough. I think the Bills will definitely hit that 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 over six and a half. 
uh, but I think it might be by 10, 7, 10, 13, nothing, nothing crazy. Yeah, nothing crazy when the, when teams play in the division like this, you know, don't expect a blowout. I don't, I definitely don't expect a blowout, but I do expect the Bills to have their way with the, uh, with the Jets here. So, hey, Nick, thanks for joining me, man. I had, I had a lot of fun breaking this game down and uh, enjoy the games. Should be fun this weekend. Yeah, yeah. Let's, uh, let's hope things go off, uh, you know, this, this first weekend of football. It's been so long for us. A little bit of sense of normalcy and let's hope things go off, uh, go off well because, uh, you know, we've seen some hiccups in the MLB, even uh, teams traveling and whatnot. But then again, traveling every single day, they're traveling once a week in and out type of thing. So let's hope the NFL did it well. They've done the testing so far so good. And uh, let's hope for the best and we'll hope for a Bills win too. He's Nick Wotan. I'm Ryan O'Leary. Thanks for joining us on the Bills Wire podcast. This USA Today Sports Podcast has been presented by USA Today's Sports Media Group and is available in your favorite podcast store. Make sure to subscribe for weekly updates, the latest fantasy picks from Corey Bonini, and the Huddle Podcast, Inside the Weekly Line, with Sportsbook Wire's Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren, and the Bet Slippin' Podcast. We'll see you again next week.